Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> Mind the business that pays, right? I'm not gonna be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just gonna make me sad, and I'm gonna have buyers remorse. I'm gonna spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that you know make me feel good, and, and going places that make me feel good, and, and things that about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. But nonetheless, we are still here. We are in February. We are the week are in the week of Valentine's Day, and it is February tenth, two thousand twenty. Um, I was trying to do a show yesterday, but I actually took yesterday to rest just to really think about um, the show that I was going to do today about love because there's been so many questions and things just kept getting beat in my head the last week and the last two weeks about love, right? So I told y'all that. I was falling for the person, you know, that I've been seeing for some months now. And so I actually said the L word just like kind of almost in a threatening way because that's my nature. And, uh, of course, he said it back, and then now it's just kind of, you know, it's not weird. It's just kind of like, what do you do now? So I'm going to tell you what you do now because love is not your little friend. That's the title of the show. And we're going to talk about Valentine's Day, all its propaganda, Um and, and the problem is it's the one day a year that you're supposed to be able to show and tell your significant other or your beloved how you feel about them. Um, it's the notorious day where women find out if they are side chicks or the only chick or the main chick. And I told you all before on the show, I do not believe in side chick, main chick, only mistress. Um, because if you're not married, if they don't respect that union, that's not, if, especially if they're not my friend. Like, I don't, you know, I don't accept bonds that were not formed in front of God. And you know that I believe that marriage is, is, is basically paperwork, right? So if we have a deed to a house, that's a marriage. If we have titles to cars, cars with an S on it, that's a marriage. If we have not even children in common, because children don't mean anything. 
Um, unfortunately, when it comes to love between two people, children don't mean anything when it comes to a contractual agreement. That's a, a DNA agreement that you may have, but we've seen one too many mothers and fathers walk away from their parental responsibilities, so we can't even count that. So if I have a piece of paper that says that you and I are joined in something, that's a contractual agreement, that is a marriage of the minds. If I have a life insurance policy, that is a marriage. Um and so we also um, are going to start seeing a bunch of posts, you know, with the rose petals on the floor. I, th- I found it very funny that LaFleur Bouquet out in uh, California, that I believe they have one in New York, I actually have been very blessed to receive some of their black roses from my homegirl, C. Rossi, last year for some business things. Um, and the flowers are basically preserved, and they last for a year. Mine is still san- standing on one of my altars. And uh, I found it funny that this year they're offering afterpay. Now, these are like four and $500 bouquets, but they take a while to be delivered. But they're four and $500 bouquets, but they go up to about two grand, right? So these are the big bouquets that you see in the boxes, but they last a year. So they're beautiful for the home, like just to have sitting out. They feel, you know, like they're still alive. But they're offering afterpay, which means that, you know, you guys are going to be able to show all your Lafleur bouquets, um, in all their grand splendor for just about 100 or $200 just down payment, and then he gets to pay eight times. Or you could just buy it yourself and have it and not wait for anyone to get it for you like I do. Um, I buy roses literally every week for my altars in my home. Um, we're going to start seeing the same couples or maybe not the same couples that took pictures at Christmas in matching pajamas. We're going to start to see them posting all their ridiculousness. But for me personally, the most successful couples that I know are not on the Internet. So when you look at people whose relationships like, you know, J. Cole, J. Cole's been in a relationship over 10 years. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, he's been in a relationship over 20 years. You have um, the artist Hebrew Brantley out of Chicago. He very rarely will post pictures of his wife or his his daughter. Uh, Melody Ashani is married to Flea. Right, Melody Ashani is the designer based out of uh, California in the Fairfax area. She's married to Flea, the guitarist for Red Hot Chili Peppers, which that came out of nowhere. But they've been together for years and years prior to that. So I told y'all before, because these Negroes be embarrassing me on the Internet, that I will not post a picture of my beloved's, like, full face or his image or his likeness. You might see a hand, you know what I'm saying, or, like, an arm. I might do the back of a head, like, with a hoodie on it, but I won't if he wears a hoodie, but I will not ever subject myself to the embarrassment of the Internet again because the minute that you post, you know, your beloved, it's like putting, you know, blood in the water and every girl that got a story about, I don't want to hear that, you know, and it's not that I don't want to hear it. This is how we often find out that our man is a hoe, you know, or was a hoe or is consistently currently a hoe or that you are the third or fourth girlfriend in their harem. And I really just, my mental health can't take that, nor can my self-esteem at this time. So if you see me post a picture of a dude 100% of the time, that is not my dude. If you ever see me out with a dude, 95% of the time, that's a relative. It's not, and that's crazy because here he is texting me right now because he knows he was supposed to text me by 12.32 p.m., so I know everything is okay. But a paid man is a busy man, so we're going to allow it. But um, so I want to talk about the fact that nothing is sacred in love anymore, nothing is real. Um, and it's just it's difficult for me 
to conceptualize the love that's going on now in this realm and in this generation because my parents come from a different kind of love. You know, I, I grew up with a dad um, that was very stern, very manly, very, you know, he worked and my mom stayed home and not my stepdad. My stepdad's a, a nice man, but my dad, my actual uh, father. Um, and I remember, and I say this in my book, Stay in Your Lane and Die of a Hot Mask by D. Scott, available on Amazon and Kindle, I say this, that my dad told my mom, like, the day they got married, he said, listen, he says, I'm only going to tell you that I love you one time because I need you to remember that when when days are bad. You know, and my mom, she, you know, she rolled with the punches. And, um, you know, he, he told my mother over the years, you know, the way that I show my love is by going to work, by providing for you and these kids. Because you'll see in the book that I find out later on um, a big secret about my dad. And so, which was very hurtful and harmful, which altered uh, my reality in that moment. And so the way that I look at love is that I always, I never saw my dad cheat. Um, So not all black men cheat, not all men cheat. A lot of them do, most of them do. Um, But I also grew up with uncles that were in the church, men of the cloth, men that were in 20 and 30 and 40-year relationships that told me, you know, up front, you know, I love your aunt or I love this person or I love that person but I'm still a man. I'm a man before I'm anything else. And so growing up with men in the home put me in a different position when it came to love because I attribute love with, you know, this person takes care of me or this person loves me and I know that he loves me because he makes sure that I'm okay. He makes sure that I don't have to work harder than what I need to do or he makes sure that anything that I ask for because I don't ask for much, I get. And so my father also coin the term, you know, if you're not going to spend the time, spend the money. And if you ain't going to spend the money, spend the time, which is why a lot of you young ladies especially think that I'm in these, you know, relationships with these wealthy men, and it's, that's really not the case. The case is, is that a, a, a paid man is usually a busy man. And so when they can't spend the time, they will definitely do something for me and spend the money. And so that's why I don't understand um, – anything but money, and the way I show my love is by taking care of you, right? So I nurture, I make sure, did you eat today? Do you need your clothes washed? Do you need, like, some sort of sex? Like, you need some hair? Like, you good? Like, these are things that I, I do in my relationship to make sure he's okay because he doesn't he doesn't need me financially. And so I've never understood relationships where men needed the women financially to survive. This is um, bum-like behavior to me. So I always talk about, because you know that I love Greek mythology, you know that I love all things to do with um, gods and deities. doesn't matter what religion, what country. And so there's seven different types of love, right? And the love that I'm in, um, I don't think can be uh, explained through these seven, but we should all experience each and every one of these types, and I'm going to get to that. But I also want to get to the reason um, Valentine's Day that has gotten away from a lot of us is because it really, you really should be showing love every day, you know. And, and I get so disgusted when I see women that have treated, and, and listen, I'm going to get on y'all women today because y'all sometimes ain't worth a damn, you know. And I told you before, I, I became more sensitive to men when I had one. When I had a son, I I just thought to myself, like, what if some woman was treating my son like that and would only have sex with my son around the holidays so that she could get something? And then then y'all turn around and talk about prostitutes and strippers doing things for money. You're doing the same thing within your relationship. 
right? You want to do, you know, you know, do do something strange for a little bit of change right around the holidays because that's what suits your agenda, so that you could take that and try to make other people feel bad on the internet, you know, or or so that you could go to work and brag. No. So I picked out my Valentine's Day gift based on this notion that my father told me. You know, I'm only going to tell you one time. You need to remember this. Now he didn't say that to us kids. Um, I don't ever even recall my father telling us that he loved us, but I know he did, like 100%, like across the board, because he was so protective. Like, my dad was the dude that, like, when I would be walking down the street coming home from school, he would literally, like, drive behind me at a slow creep like he was about to do a drive-by, looking to see, like, were boys talking to me? Was I talking to boys? Because that was like a no-no, which I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a hoe to this day because I had a father. So a lot of you know, the the girls that follow me and a lot of the, the women that I've become their aunties and their mama and all these other things. I told you I have more than a 1,000 daughters, um, but none of my own, none biological, because they're missing that piece, that mother that told them this is, you don't do that, and that's not what men like, and this is not, you know. So I picked out my gift based on that notion that my dad said, you know, you have to pay attention to what I'm doing to put you in this position to show my love. So there's an artist, a very, very popular artist in Miami named Soto. And so last year when I took the family down there, we stayed over there in uh, South Beach, um, I saw some of his work at the galleries. He's been in Art Basel, which is one of the major uh, art uh, shows in the world. You know, they have it over overseas in Europe, and then they have one here in Miami. Y'all have turned it into uh, a freak fest, but it really is about the art. And um, so he makes these hearts, and they're resin hearts. And that is his whole, like, and you can follow him on Instagram, at Soto, S-O-T-O, Spanish guy, and he did, like, all these different. So I saw the one that he did with the Puerto Rican flag, uh, and it has this huge heart. This heart is probably about a foot large, right? And it's consumed with bullets. And y'all know I love a good gun. And um, so I loved his work since last year, and so... My um, my beloved, we were talking about something one day, and it just came on me, and I said, you know what, this was in January, and I said, hey, listen, I think I found something that I want, right? Because I'm not the type that, that asks for money. That's not what I do. I don't, you know, like if you want to give me something, you should just give it to me or, like, put it in my pocket or, like, put it in my purse. I'm not the type that's going to be like, can I have some money to go buy sneakers? So, like, I need to go buy running sneakers, but I'll just do it myself. So the man is really just there as my safety net, right, so that, like, if something happens or whatever, then it's like, you know. Because if, you, if you're laying down with a man and you feel like if your furnace blew in your house and you couldn't go ask him to either fix it or help you with it, like, I don't think you should be laying down with that man. Like, if you're in a flat tire on the side of the road and if he can't get you, he can't call a AAA or somebody to come help you, I really just don't think that you should be giving any pussy or snatch to that person. That's just me. Right, because everything is about safety with me. I have to feel safe or I'm not going to be able to do the things you want me to do. So, or reciprocate. So I see this heart that Soto is making, and it's with 45 caliber, and then it's in, it looks like a piece of concrete. And it's this heart, it's about the size of a hand, because everybody knows that a heart, if you ball up your fist, is about the size of your fist. And so I'm like, wow, that's perfect. 
so I contacted him because we've had communication over the years about, you know, some of his items and just he also has um, an amazing art collection called Children of the Trap. Uh, Gucci Louie, he just sent me a T-shirt for that, um, and it's a T-shirt line. So just, just check him out. He's all the way around just dope, and he does a lot of commissions. So a lot of his work is commissioned. He does not like just have stuff just sitting out for you to buy. Like you have to commission it anywhere from Major League Baseball players to politicians. Everybody, you know, is getting his stuff. They're starting to catch on. And the last time I missed a wave, it was Hebrew Brantley, and then it was Sue Sai, and now I can't even afford, you know, a $40,000 piece from either one of them when I should have just got it when it was, you know, 2000 So the heart, I said, you know, well, can you make a black heart? but put it inside of a red brick because red brick in um, a lot of cultures, especially hoodoo, voodoo, and and sanctity and Spanish culture, red brick dust is um, good luck. It's protection, right? So if you have, I said, I want the heart to be black. I don't want it silver and I don't want it red. He says, oh, wow, that sounds, you know, good. So I'm going to actually post our correspondence for that on Valentine's Day. And I said, could you do a black heart? Um, which would signify my beloved's heart, mine too, because, you know, twin flames, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And I said I want it with the 45 calibers, but I want you to put some slugs on the side because I prefer uh, rifle, big game guns, uh, shotgun, things like that, Mossberg, Ruger. And he says, absolutely. So I didn't even, like, give him any money yet. And he just, like, that, because that's an artist, right? He just got right to it. He starts making the piece because it takes four to six weeks for this piece to curate because it's, it's done, you know, by hand. He does the red brick. He's sending me all the samples. And then he, I wanted, um, so inside the bullets are uh, Swarovski crystal. And I said, well, I want the heart black, but I want the crystals red, symbolizing blood, like a bond. And so this beautiful heart um, will be sent to me, and he sends in this beautiful, like, gun case, and I'll do the unveiling for it next week. But I wanted to put that out there so y'all don't be like, oh, she didn't get anything for Valentine's Day. I didn't want that specifically for Valentine's Day. I wanted it because I know that the person that I'm with and I will have some trial and tribulation because we have a lot of trauma, we have a lot of abuse in our past, we have similar upbringings. You know, he's beautiful, like, I think inside and out. And so... We will have situations when we're not so beautiful, and I need something that lets me know in my mind that this person cares about me or this person loves me besides this argument because if they didn't, he would not have spent the thousands of dollars that he did on that piece for me for no reason because I'm I'm asking for this, like, back in January, right? So he, you know, didn't bat an eyelash. He's like, oh, that's what you want? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how much is it, 30000 I was like, no, but wait, do we have, like, we have 30000 in an art budget? But okay. So now I'm sitting here, like, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for him for Valentine's Day or just, you know, any day in general. So for me, it's not about Valentine's Day. It's about the extension of the whole year. What can I do this whole year that's going to make him feel loved, that's going to make him feel secure, that's going to make him feel like, you know, he's the only person for me. And those are the types of conversations that we need to be having about Valentine's Day as opposed to, you know, posting pictures of roses and everyone's going to be getting engaged in jewelry. And y'all know I got a gang of David Yerman and Cartier and, you know, I don't even wear it. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying I won't take jewelry. And also Soto has an amazing piece um, by another uh, jeweler that that basically um, um, is a heart with a bullet through the middle of it. Um, And I actually probably should have just got that, but I'm not – 
like a real jewelry wear, like everyday aside from my bangles. So we're going to get into the talk of love. And so you should feel love every day anyways at all, right? But earlier this week, one of my girlfriends, um, she, you know, it's retrograde, and she done went backwards. We all do. I did a little bit, too, because I had to think about something, but it wasn't anything to do with physical, and I became physically ill just even thinking about it. Um, But it's part of healing, right? And so part of Mercury retrograde and the reason that your exes pop up during this time and the planets are in slow motion and everything is because you have an unhealed or an unrequited situation. So my girlfriend came to me, and she, she went back to a situation that was completely detrimental, like could could damn near result in some type of bodily injury. And the first thing she says to me is that I love him. And I said, no, you don't. And she says, no, but I do. I said, no, 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 you don't, because here's the thing. If I love you, I can't go three months and not talk to you. If I love you, I I shouldn't be wanting to get away from you. Like, if I love you, like, you should not make me afraid of you. You should not be taking from me. And so in the beginning, so she, she set out a list of things that he needed to do in order to gain her love back, her attention. Not her love, but her attention. And it got me to thinking about this show because of the fact that we assume that love does not grow, right, or that love does not die. And love, in fact, does die. And when it dies, it has to die in organic death. Because if it doesn't die in organic death, you're going to repeat it. Organic death, let me break that down for you. You have no choice. I'm so sorry to tell you this. But to continue to go and get your head slammed into a wall because of love, not physically, I'm just talking about like your heart, you, you have no choice but to keep going back and getting your heart broke by the same person over and over and over and over and over again until you feel nothing. Because then when you feel nothing, that's when you become numb and that's when you've allowed it to die organically. When you go and you do things like, you know, um, you, you take yourself out of the situation and you're blocking the phone calls and you're, and again, I'm talking in a non-threatening situation, and you have to move to get away from somebody and things like that, and I've done that. But I was at, at a safety risk when I moved. It wasn't because of the love. I had long stopped loving that person. Um, but it was a safety issue because this person tried to kill me, right, murder me literally in, in the streets, in an abandoned building to be exact. And um, when you don't allow it to die an organic death, like so when you're going and you're sleeping with other people to try to get over somebody else, that's not an organic death. That is you're taking the attention that you could be giving that person or using to heal yourself and manifest the proper love, you're using that to attract other people. And that's why when y'all go and sleep with other people, 100% of the time it's not the same. It's whack, it's raggedy, it's trash, and you're just like, why did I even do that? Because you did not sit, like I told you before, in your own crap and just deal with the pain and emotion of a death. When love is dying, that is an actual death and it feels like a death and you have to mourn this person every day so like around December um, I had to mourn the like the organic death of a relationship that had started years and years and years prior because of the fact that I'm just like this person was never going to change and it doesn't mean that I wanted to get back with the person that, that wasn't it but just for me to even communicate it's just too much energy because you have completely all the way got me fucked up so I can't even talk to you because you're just in your own personal hell. And I would be wrong and not loving myself 
if I continue these conversations with you because I don't know what you take me as. So I had to tell my girlfriend this week that, no, you actually don't love this person. And the love that you do have for him is not the love that you should have for someone that you consider your spouse, your lover, or your boyfriend. So we have adults. That's the first type of most common love. Versace has a cologne named Eros, and he was the Greek god of love and sexual desire. He's the guy that is like Cupid on steroids because he's shooting golden arrows into the hearts of mortals and immortals without warning, right? And, um, you know, shot through the heart and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. Okay, so the Greeks feared that that kind of love um, was dangerous and can get them in the most trouble because – it is the divinative beauty of lust, right? So adults is like lust. And if you ask people, because it's, it's based in um, sexual attraction, so if you look at the root word erotica, it's adult, right? So I often tell people, they say, Denise, how do you know if it's love or lust? And I said, well, lust looks like love, but love requires a sacrifice. There is always a sacrifice in love, right? There's always a sacrifice in love. Right, so whether that's your time, whether that's the, the, the thought that you have to sacrifice one lover for another because that love is now turned into something else. And, you know, people often say to me, why do – I don't so much glorify side chicks, but I tell you all the time, a hoe does her job. So I don't disrespect women in the sex industry. I don't disrespect women that choose to have relationships with men that may love other people because that's always going to be the case. So whether they're with somebody or not, you're always going to love a man, unless you're maybe 18, 19, 20 years old, that has loved someone else, right? So I would be wrong if I disrespect um, another woman because she two things a woman will always have over me with a man, everything else I got, only two things, space and time. So either you can get to them quicker than I could because y'all know that I live in um, long-distance relationships, or you've been with him longer than I do. So I don't disrespect anybody's time with a man. So we look at relationships, and I have relationships with men that I've known for 10 years. Um, The situation I just let go in Florida, that was a 12-year situation. So I'm not – I don't got a lot of mileage, but, you know, I've been loved, right? And so I try to love back, and I just feel like, Every time I leave these relationships, I feel like I'd never loved them at all, to be quite honest. And that gets me in a lot of trouble um, because the men end up feeling like I just didn't care at all. And I'm just like, but I'm here, you know, loyal to the soil. So the second type of love is philia, which is where the city Philadelphia is named after. It's known as brotherly love. Um, It represents a sincere and platonic love. So this is more of like a friendship love. Um, Two friends can talk about how deeply they understand each other and how security and openness cause them to feel comfortable and taken care of. So my girlfriend went from probably an agape-type love, which we'll get to that, to this philia-type love where it's like, you know, I've been with this person so long that I don't wish any ill will on them. I just don't love them in the way that I need to be loved where that passion, that desire, and that dangerous love comes from, okay? So then there's ludus, there's playful love. That's, you know, flirtatious, teasing love, um, usually accompanied by, so you know what these are? These are your um, fuck buddies, pretty much. 
your playful love. So modern love at its finest is best described by thinking of two people who just want to have fun together with little need for security or rules. Now, y'all do understand that when you're in this ludist type of love, you don't get to change the rules later on. So if y'all started out in a sexual relationship where that's all y'all were doing in the beginning because it was just no strings attached, you don't get to attach the strings in the end. And I do know that some relationships have survived that. Most of them don't because you're already deemed a certain way, right? So you can't really just go back in the middle and be like, hey, I want to do this because that's not how y'all relationship started. And if you watch, there's a show, I think it's on Showtime, called Couples Therapy. You'll see a lot of couples trying to recover from having started out, the sex is even different when you love somebody in a serious way as opposed to a playful way. Then there's pragma, which that's where we get the root for the word pragmatic. Uh, that's a longstanding love. So that's the love between, like, your grandparents. It comes with understanding, compromise, tolerance, um, standing in love, falling in love, It grows over time, requires profound understanding between two lovers who have been together for many years. So a lot of people um, think about your grandparents, how they've endured so much, and they've always chosen each other. Please don't confuse pragma with struggle love. Struggle love is a new term that is very ghetto to me, and it is about women putting themselves through hell to get just a slice of heaven from a man that is the devil himself. And I, I, I often a lot of women, and I, I, I just recently do bids with dudes, four years, five years, seven years, ten years, didn't cheat, didn't do nothing, took care of their seeds, everything was broke, you know, did everything they needed to do. The man gets out, acts a monkey fool, cheats on him with like a 20-year-old, and now y'all sitting here, and I, I know a girl, she just had another baby to the same, like it's a hot mess. I'm talking about she done took in his other kid, like it's a hot mess. You don't need to do that. If if somebody is trying to make you prove your love by struggling with them first, if you are in your 30s and 40s, you're too old to be doing that. There ain't no struggle love in 30s and 40s. That's for your 20s when you don't really have anything. Neither one of you have anything. You're building. We're not building in our in our 30s and 40s. We're not building. We're already built and we're adding to what we already have. We're 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 starting empires now not building an empire because he should have his empire i have my empire and then we put those two things together to come to an understanding okay money is sexy okay so then there's agape which is the love of the soul selfless love the love for humanity it's the closest thing to unconditional love but y'all understand that unconditional love does not exist in male to female relationships because of the fact that when you say i love you but you can't cheat on me that is a condition you can't say that. You can't say that your love is an unconditional love, okay? You are very silly if you give your love to someone or something and, and don't expect it in return. That is dumb. Do not do that, okay? Um, you know, th- that this, this to me, the agape love is the kind of love that you have for your children, meaning that I would walk through heaven, earth, you know, the fires of hell, whatever, for my kid. And I don't expect my child to do that for me. But a lot of you get agape confused with the love that you need in a marriage. Marriage is a job. It is a business. And if you think otherwise, I'm so sorry to tell you, it's not easy. Having to get up and choose to love somebody, and love is a choice. It is not a feeling. I love the person that I'm with right now in this current moment. 
But I'm sure that in six months I'm going to have a day where I'm like, I can't stand this motherfucker. Like, I swear to God. Like, and be ready to end it all. My niece is going through this right now on the West Coast. Two days ago she, she doesn't love her boyfriend. Well, she always loves him. And she always has to reassure him that she does because he's in a position that he needs to hear that. Um, but every other day it's the end of the world. And that's what it's like, not just for women, but just especially a water sign. Um, and um, in this particular, so the person in your life that's always giving to others, needing nothing in return, this is the way they show okay, um, that we are energized through love by giving all that they have, okay, to everyone around them. And that is more of like a big mama thing, right? Like your grandmother always having food in the house for everybody to eat, even if, you know, you don't do what you're supposed to be doing. So agape love, I can't really celebrate that because to me that's the type of love. The only unconditional love exists between parent and child. And there, there are some parents that don't rock with their kids like that. I get that. So then there's um, philousia. This is love of self. Um, it's two kinds. There's pure selfish and then there's... Um, there is the healthy kind, right? Um, one seeks pleasure, wealth, leading to narcissism, and the other is the healthy kind of love that we give ourselves. Um, but this is also essential in every relationship because if I don't love myself, I can't love my partner because then I'm going to be looking for him to fulfill things that I, as a grown adult woman, should have already had, right? So, yes, my partner tells me you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, whatever, whatever, right? And I feel very loved that way. But he also shows me that, like the way he looks at me, which these are things that you cannot make up. So, like, if he was telling me I was beautiful, but then every time I see him, he don't want to look at me in my face or touch my hair or want to be around me, then I would probably not believe him. But I love myself enough to know my mother didn't have any ugly children, and that's that on that. And so he is actually a, reflect, a reflection of me because I think he's beautiful. I think he's gorgeous. So even though he may have a black heart full of bullets, <laughs> whatever, you know, I do too, so we could try to love on each other that way. Um, then there's storage, the love of a child. Um, I think this is more the child loving the parent, right? Um, it's based on natural feelings, effortless love. It's the kind that knows forgiveness, acceptance, and sacrifice. Um, and it's the one that makes you feel secure, comfortable, and the most safe. So my son is an Aries, right? So he's the god of war. So he acts a nut fool sometimes, but I do know that sometimes he's very clear that I'm his mother and I'm going to protect him. He's very clear that his father is not going to let certain things happen to him. So he, my son gets the gift of being able to walk around the earth um, feeling loved, not, not being secure, not having to worry about waiting to tax time to purchase certain items. My kid can come in at any time and, and ask me for something or, or ask his dad, and he knows that on some level it might not be today, but you'll, you'll get it, right? And it's not about material things. It's about I don't know how to do something. My mama know how to do it. Or if you talk to me this way, I'm going to tell my mama. Or if you as a grown man decide you want to put hands on me, I'm going to tell my father. He feels protected, and that's what we should be doing. So when we talk about love, you understand that part of being in love is moving through all of those things. And I don't think that I ever want to be in a relationship with somebody where I feel like, you know, um, we're moving into where we are disrespecting each other, where we are not loving on each other. And I always would want my partner, if he didn't love me anymore, 
maybe don't tell me that because I'll cry, but, like, just to be like, you know what, I don't feel the same. Just tell me. Like, so the decision for me to tell him that I loved him came because I was having, like, all these intense emotions, and I was like, you know, just really missing him or whatever because we don't have a relationship where we see each other every day. He's busy, I'm busy, but when we do see each other, we're very thankful, we're grateful, and we spend a lot of time, like, hugging and just being very close um, intimately. And our relationship is definitely 100% not based in sex. So um, that's nice. I like sex with him, but, you know what I'm saying, that's not, like, our relationship will be able to sustain even if we didn't have sex, right? And we, we do business and we do everything else. And so I, I think that the decision to tell him the L word, because y'all know if y'all have listened to some of my shows going back five years, I literally hated love. I hated it. I, I just, because it's just, it's very messy. And, and, and really for me, all love means is that I, I trust this person. So I trust you is more valuable to me than I love you. And that's why I think that the truth is so um, important to me, because if I trust you, no matter what you tell me, I may not like it, but if you tell me the truth, I can decide how I'm going to maneuver in that truth. And I think that falling in love means that you have to be vulnerable to a person and tell them your secrets and tell them these are things I like or these are things I don't like and don't worry about being judged or being whatever. You know, so him and I are exposing both of our psychopath natures, and it's just very comforting, I think, that I don't judge him for anything that he's done in his past. You know, it's, it's a duly noted, but, like, you know what I'm saying? So these are, and he doesn't judge me for saying that I've done this or I've done that, um, and he's not scared of me, which is very funny because most men are very frightened of me. It doesn't matter how big you are or how strong you are. They're very frightened because they're like, I know this bitch has a tendency <laughs> to do X, Y, and Z, and the men that she has left have not done very well after she left them just in life in general. And it's nothing to do with witchcraft, nothing like that. I don't I do not do love spells. You know, I don't practice love magic or any of that. I just do protection. That's all I can do is protect. And so, um, and that's not dark magic at all. That's just me manifesting something. So for a person that I manifested for a whole year and I sat and waited, it sounds very romantic, but it's really not because I deserve to be with somebody like that. I deserve to be with somebody that, really doesn't 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 have the same regard for money that I do. Like, oh, you want that? That's what you want? Okay. That's not a problem. You know, we need to do this. Like, so there's no arguments. And he's just, he's very lovey. But that's just, that's just me. That's for now. Does he have a temper? Absolutely. I, I could definitely see, I don't see myself pissing him off to that way, but I can see somebody else doing that or him being in a situation he shouldn't be in. But I think that the love he has for other people and respect he has for other people is very endearing. I think that um, if I would be a part of his life, that he would do the same for me. So I try to protect that at all costs, go and do what we need to do business-wise, and then just try to build our own relationship in our own world. My relationship with my partner has nothing to do with his relationship with his family or, or, or anybody else for that matter. These are all separate bubbles, and I wish that people would look at love in that way, to say it's okay to love this person in this way and love that person in that way and love your parents in this way. It's fine. But I think that a lot of people underestimate the vulnerability that comes when you have to love somebody or when you choose to love somebody. Because the minute, the moment I stop having fun with it, I'm done with it. And that's a Drake line, and I don't care because the minute that I feel like you take me for granted, you take me as a fool, or you lie to me, 
about something so stupid, because trust me, I'm a big girl, I can take the truth, I choose to love you a little less every day until the point gets to be where I won't even allow you to touch me. So the Denise that some of you may know, he doesn't know because he's not brought me to that place where I have to go all the way raw on him. And so I'm thankful for that. So in dealing with love and Valentine's Day this week, you know what, go buy yourself roses. Dude, I buy myself roses. Literally, y'all see me post them all the time on my Instagram, at miss.d.scott, M-I-S-S dot d.scott. I buy myself roses every week, and then I give them to Santissima. So I want you guys to understand that there is love after the love is gone. There is love when you first meet people. There is love that you will have for people when people say, I'll always love this person. I'm not that person. If I don't love you no more, I don't love you no more. I don't care what happens to you. Like, as a human, yes, I want you to live and endure, but for the most part, if I stopped loving you, it was because we couldn't come to agreement on how you were supposed to be loving me or how I was going to please you, and you were busy spreading yourself then to the rest of the United States of uh, Villa Rica, Georgia. So I want you guys to just focus on yourselves this Valentine's Day. Take yourself to dinner. Oh, and by the way, um, a great gift. Red Lobster is offering cheddar biscuits in heart-shaped boxes if you buy and buy the half dozen. I'm not going to buy my beloved that, but I'm just saying I got something different and special planned for him. But um, just something minute because he doesn't really need anything. But, guys, the love comes from within. It's not something that's external. Nobody has to see it. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. And make sure you guys go on my website, www.716cbd.com. All the ritualistic bath bombs with all the rose petals that you love from the roses that I collect every single week that I buy myself. I don't have any long stems, though. But, guys, I'm going to let you go with that. And just make sure that you love yourself first. Because if you don't love yourself and then you're looking for someone else to love you to fill these voids, you're going to always end up in adults, sexual attraction type of love. And remember, love is the highest vibration. Sex is the highest ritual. When you mix the two together, if you have ill intentions, you're going to have a problem. So, guys, I'm going to leave you all with this classic.
Never knew that what was wrong, oh baby, wasn't right. 